Welcome to the Springs Church Podcast, where we explore the teachings of Jesus Christ and how they can be applied to our daily lives. Join us as we delve into the Bible and discuss topics such as faith, hope, love, and forgiveness. Our mission is to inspire and empower our listeners to live a life of purpose and meaning and to deepen their relationship with God. Tune in every week for a new episode as we learn how Holy Spirit, the Bible, and a relationship with Jesus will impact every area of your life. If you don't know me, I grew up in a Christian home, and I'm very blessed to have had the the heritage, the upbringing that I've had. But, you know, as many of you who are older know that no matter how you were raised, at some point in your life, you have to make a decision as to what I believe and how do I want to live my life? And what choices do I want to make? And, um, you know, probably because I was raised under the word and I was in a healthy church community, I chose God's word. You know, I've fallen, I've made mistakes just like anyone else, and I've found that God is always there, <laughs> that his word has always been true, that when I use it as my source and as my power and as my strength, I am never let down by the relationship that I have with God. And um, it's part of the reason why I love, love, love teaching the Word of God, because it's something I've lived. It's something that I, in, I use every day. It's something that I see changing me from the inside out. I see it impacting my children and my marriage. And, and I just am so grateful that God has left us His Word. And I pray that today, when I get done, that we just have an, an even stronger hunger for the things of God, for his word, for his truth, for our life. And you know, one of the scriptures that, you know, when I think about my father who was a pastor before me and his parents were pastors as well. So third generation pastor, um, myself and my family members and we're just honored to be able to continue the work they did. But one of the verses dad would always talk about, and I'm sure some of you will know, Jesus came so you could get a life. <laughs> that was his paraphrase. But let's read the whole thing. Um, it gets our attention. I like the way he phrases it. If you've read The Spirit Contemporary Life, it's in his book. And um, it is the foundation of, of everything. That Above all, God wishes that you would have life in him. And so it's important that when we approach the word of God, that we understand the nature of the one who wrote it and why he wrote it and what it's for. Because this is what Jesus said, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's very important that we know our enemy. It's very important that we know what he's about. And the word teaches us about him. It's very important that we don't just think, ah, he won't steal from me. He won't, you know. We have to be on guard, the Bible says. We have to fight the good fight of faith. We need to use the armor, which is found in the word. And Jesus made it really clear. Satan, he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you would have life, that you would have it to the fullest until it overflows. Abundance, he said. Abundance. Our God is a God of abundance. Every lie, every fear, every thought of anxiety is you choosing lack in the face of abundance. This is something that has been just, I've been meditating on this couple last weeks is Eden. God is not a God of lack. So why do you keep choosing lack? 
Why do you choose to fear? Why do you choose to be anxious? Because God's with you, Eden, and he has more than enough. He is life. Jesus is life. And if you want that life, you need your heart to marinate in the truths of God's word. And when we talk about picturing the word and and studying the word and putting yourself in there, have a conversation with God as you're reading the word. Talk out loud, journal. I used to journal so much as a teenager and I love going back and reading it through, but sometimes just Creating that time to meditate and study the word and be a student of who God is and what he says about you because there is only life in him. He is life. You know, we have to be careful how much of the world we get pulled into. Coffee is life. (laughs) You know, (laughs) right? Oh, I got a good sleep. That's life, man. (laughs) You know, And, and if we're not careful... We live in a carnal world, we have feelings, we have desires, this body that our spirit is housed in, if we're not careful, we'll let our body dictate what life is. And the word of God is our source of truth. It's how we are supposed to teach ourselves what is real and what is not real. And it is such a gift. And Jesus is life. Jesus is life. And that's something we need to keep saying to ourselves over and over again. And whenever something tries to creep into his place, nope, Jesus, he's the source of life. He is my life. And the word says, well, Jesus said it himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In John 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Jesus and God spoke the world into existence. It says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So I don't quite understand how it all works. I just go, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, that you are the word. When I spend time in the word, I am hearing the voice of my Savior. And I can't wait to hear his voice one day. I can't wait to hear these words spoken to my face by my Savior because it's who he is. It's his very nature. But Jesus said, blessed are those who believe and they haven't seen me. So I don't need to hear his audible voice because why? His presence as a believer lives in me wherever I go. God, the three head, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are with me wherever I go. And Corinthians says that he and I are one spirit. What a revelation. (laughs) You know, we see it more so as I have my spirit and God has his spirit. And, you know, we come together somehow when I give my life to Jesus. But the Bible says if you believe and you give your life to God, that God's spirit and your spirit become one. What a revelation. But yet we have the job of taking what is in our spirit. It's perfect. It's sealed by Holy Spirit, the word says. You lack nothing. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The same power in you at all times. You have his spirit. Yet some of you are like, what in the world? Like, but if that's the case, how come I don't feel it? How come, I, how come, it's, not, how come it's not just like, you know, just taking over me and just telling me what to do and where to go? Because God gave you free will. And yes, it's beautiful when you realize I need a savior. I can, should I change my mic? I keep hearing things, but you let me know. Um, God, when you know you need a savior... But then you have to go on this journey of realizing that your brain, your body, 
You live in a fallen world. You live in a very dark world, a world that Satan is the God of this world, the Bible says. And so because of Adam and Eve's decision, because of the world that we live in right now, it is not led by Jesus, but we can be led by Jesus. We can surrender our life to a God who is more than enough, who is abundance, who desires for you to have life till it overflows, but it's our choice to either live by the Spirit or live by the flesh, live by how we feel, live by our carnal desires. Now, your body is not bad. Your feelings are not bad. They are a gift from God. They are beautiful gifts from God. But what is bad is when we let body and mind have first place because spirit is who we really are. This body doesn't even come with us to heaven. So that should show you, if you've ever been with someone who's passed away, I've been with many, they look nothing like themselves once they're gone. Like you just look at them and you're like, they're not there. You realize it's just the glove. It's just the thing that carries me. And so if you can get a revelation that who I am is my spirit and my spirit is filled with the spirit of God and this glove, this body, I need to submit it to who God is. But how do I do that? How do I conquer those carnal, fleshly desires, those thoughts that sometimes lead me astray? Because the good news is the word says we can do it. And God knows you best and he knows what you can do. Psalm 139 says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. I find it fascinating that God is acquainted with all of our ways. That even before a word comes to our mouth, that even before a thought comes to our head, and he desires that we would live prosperous, abundant with life. And then he says, I'll teach you all things. He says, I'll guide you into all truth. Now, wouldn't he be the best one to do that if he knows the thoughts that we have even before we know we're going to have them? If he knows the words we're going to say and we want to learn how to bridle our tongue, we want to learn how to change the thoughts that are coming to our mind, he is the perfect helper because he knows me inside and out, because he fashioned me, he formed me in my mother's womb, it goes on to say. And so when we let the word bring revelation and we stop and meditate and we think on it and we ponder it, we begin to realize the truth that there is a God who loves me, there is a God who knew me before I was even in the womb, Jeremiah says, which means I was a plan, a purpose, a dream of Heavenly Father's heart that he was in heaven one day just smiling, dreaming me up, dreaming you up, thinking about what you'd be like, thinking about what your kids would be like, thinking about the life you'd live, the gifts he wanted to give you, how he would make you in his image and his likeness and the quirks and the, like, doesn't that just bless you? That God loves you so much that he just took time to dream you up, to think you up. And yet we'll go through life 
neglecting this beautiful gift, this word that was written for us, that is life and power and health to those who find it because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He does not want you to know who you really are in Christ Jesus because the enemy has been here for a very long time. He's dealt with lazy Christians and he's dealt with faith-filled Christians. <laughs> he knows. He knows what he's up against. And so he, he's been working on the deception of this world Look at the music industry, look at the entertainment industry, look at most of the governments, look at the truth that the schools would like to teach your children that do not line up with the word of God. The enemy has an agenda and it's to steal, kill, and destroy. And his, he's been doing it in society for a very long time. Don't kid yourself. This is the world we live in. And it's nothing to be scared of, but it's something to know because it can propel you to go, hang on a second, no way, no way am I going to let you steal, kill, and destroy from my family, from my life. I have something so much better, and I need to use it. I can't just believe on God. Believing on God, believing that Jesus died for you, is not what gets you to walk out the abundant life. So it's not just knowing that Jesus died for me. John 8, 31 to 32. We talked about this last time I spoke. Jesus said, if you abide in my word, hold fast to my teachings and live in accordance with them. We are called to live this way. You are truly my disciples and then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. God has given you everything you need for life and godliness. Everything you need is found in your Savior Jesus. Everything you need, if you've, if you've surrendered your life to him and prayed that prayer and invited him in, is in your spirit. But you can get so caught up in your thoughts and feelings that you neglect who you really are and you live out a lie, a deception of who you really are but not on our watch here at Springs. <laughs> we are about the truth. We are about building our lives on the word. And I will always be about unashamedly preaching the gospel because the more I go after the word, I see my errors in my ways. And the Bible says, if, if it shines something on your light and you realize, man, I've been going the wrong way in this situation. I've been living selfishly. I've been living in pride. All you need to do is repent. All you need to do is say, I'm sorry, Lord, I got it wrong. Thank you for believing in me so much that you're teaching me how to get it right, and I'm going to follow you now. And now faith doesn't just recognize truth, it acts on the truth. So once he brings something to you, yes, it might feel a little heavy. Yes, you might feel a little bit like you let yourself down, but he's bringing it to you because he loves you because he wants to bring freedom to an area of your life, because he knows what's possible with the heart of a believer putting their complete faith in him, so he never gives up on you. 1 Corinthians 13, love never gives up. God is love. <laughs> How beautiful. All the qualities of him in 1 Corinthians 13. You can replace the word love with God. <laughs> God is patient. God is kind. We are so blessed. We are so loved that I think I... I think many of us still don't understand the depths and the widths and the heights of this love that he has for us, and yet we'll sit around blaming him for the lack of healing in our life, or we'll get frustrated about something we're trying in our efforts. Well, God never called us to try. He called us to believe. 
believe on Jesus. You're not supposed to do this in your own efforts, in your own understanding. You're supposed to acknowledge him in all of your ways, which means getting to know him. He doesn't call you to be perfect. He doesn't call you to get your whole life together and then, you know, then we'll heal you. Then we'll, could you imagine? Could you imagine if that's what he's like? That's not what he's like. He is a merciful God. His mercies are new every morning. He's, he's so kind. He's so loving. He's given us everything we need. Jesus came to give us life. So let's remember that every morning when we wake up, every night when we go to bed, Jesus, thank you that you are my life. Thank you that you are truth, that you are the way. And fill your mouth with the word of God. Start to begin to pray prayers of the word. Many Christians pray wrong prayers because they beg and they plead and they're, you can bring your frustrations to God. Don't get me wrong. He is your loving father. You need to vent. He's the best one to vent to. Often I've vented to other people and completely regret it, right? They're just not safe places like God is. <laughs> God is a safe refuge for those. But after a while, you realize complaining gets you nowhere. Even venting to God gets you nowhere. If you're going to vent to God, ask him for an answer and then act on that answer. <laughs> Be like, Lord, this situation is what's frustrating me, but I know because I've been studying your truth that you have a way, you have an answer, you have a principle that I need to apply to this situation. I need to partner with your word, God, to bring freedom to the situation. And so there is a lot of participation on our part, but it's so fun because it's a relationship, and out of the relationship with him, getting to know him in his word, getting to know your inheritance in Christ Jesus, getting to know your authority, boom, boom, you get set free, set free, set free. One verse, one minute in the morning, God can set you free if you yield your heart to him and say, Lord, show me, show me what I need to change. So, show me what I need to think differently about, what I need to get rid of some of the maybe trauma or abuse, or past beliefs that have been spoken into my life by a negative force. Lord, only you can heal my heart, so I give you my heart. I give you these situations, Lord, and I believe that I will be made well. I believe wholeness, health, no scars, no survivor mentality, no victim mentality. Lord, I am called to rise above the high places, to be the head and not the tail, to be full of your presence, and you begin to have something better to speak when you choose not to complain or you choose not to speak frustrations and you say, okay, Lord, if you're new to this, it might feel weird, but who cares? Just go for it and just begin to speak the word and begin to find promises. There are so many resources out there to help you dive into here if you feel new at this, but let me tell you, there's no wrong verse. There's no wrong story that you could read and meditate on. He put everything in here for a reason. It's a lie to think, well, where do I start and how do, and what if I don't start in the right place and then I won't get healed as fast and oh, some of the things we think and some of the things the enemy tries to keep you caught in inactivity, okay? The enemy wants you guys to stay, and myself, to stay so inactive, so lazy, so full of excuses. We think we're doing things, but faith acts. Faith moves. Faith does things that you and yourself would be like, I don't know how to do that. Okay, good. 
Now put your faith in Jesus and say, Lord, I can't do this in my own strength. I don't know how to forgive this person who hurt me so terribly. But you say that a child of God forgives. And I want to be a child of God through and through. I want to do what a child of God does. So Lord, help me to forgive this person. And you keep praying that prayer until one day all the bitterness is gone. Maybe it happens instantly. Maybe it's you got to give him pieces of your heart slowly and be like, okay, Lord, nope, nope. I'm not going to let a negative thought rise up and steal my day today about this person. I have forgiven them. By your grace, I have forgiven them. I'm giving you one example of a small part of your life, but in any area of your life where there's frustration or where something is feeling robbed from you, go to God, go to his word, do a topical uh, search in the Bible on whatever it is that you're being frustrated by, whether it's finances or, or parenting or whatever it might be. God has an answer for all things in his word. It is quite amazing. I have been reading this word since I was a little girl and I still find verses that I know I've probably read before and I go, wow, God, you're so good. That's who you are. And that's mine? Wow, I didn't know. I'm gonna walk in this now. I'm not gonna let anyone lie or steal from me in this area because this is who I am. And you, you put your faith in what your dad tells you because he's your dad. He's the one who knows you and loves you and made you. And even before a thought is on your head, he knows it. So he is the best helper. He knows you and you can know him. You can know him. And that is the beauty of, of journeying with God every day in his word, that I am knowing you, Lord. It's not trying to get all the answers. Like, God will help you. God, God wants, doesn't want to see you frustrated. Of course, you can go to the word looking for answers. But know that it's first and foremost, this is you, Lord. This is your spirit. This is your word. When I spend time in your word, I'm spending time with you. And then when I give you time every day, when I think about it, you know, we can't read our Bible all day long, but the Bible calls us to meditate on it. I want to close up. I, I didn't do most of my notes, but there's something I really want to get to. <laughs> there's something I really want to get to. Um, so this life with Jesus is more than believing. It's not just hearing the word, it's doing the word. James says. And I'll read that really quick and then I want to end on Psalm 1. It says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, of freedom. I lost my spot. Where am I? And continues in it. So we look into this word, and it's not just, oh, I did it today. Awesome. <laughs> we continue in it. It's a relationship. It's a guide map. It's the only textbook for life that you need. When we continue in it, is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. Amen? Blessing follows the anointed, ordained, been here since forever word of God. It's foundation, it's truth, it is life, it is joy, it is peace, it is all the things you need. It is how you learn who God is, it is how you learn who you are. What is the beauty of the perfect law of liberty, of it being a mirror? It never, <laughs> it never shows your imperfections in a glaring way. You know, you go to the mirror, you often are looking for what's off. 
right? <laughs> Is there anything in my teeth? Is there anything out of place? And you're looking in the mirror. When you go to the word of God, it's the opposite. You're going to find out what you really look like, the truth of who you really are. And your carnal mind might be like, oh, I'm nothing like this. Yeah, you aren't. Not in, your, not in and of yourself, but when you find yourself in God, when you keep yourself in his presence and you choose to be a part of his family and you stop looking at you, stop looking at you and look at him. Look at who he is. Look at what he says and praise him for it. Thank him for it. And as you do, you get your eyes off yourself and you get away from that isolation and you find yourself in this family of people who are on the same journey seeking him and wanting to live by his word, who are daring to not just hear the word, but do the word. I love that God has called us to a life of, of, of action, <laughs> a life of doing something, that he's got a plan and a purpose. I didn't get there, but Psalms 139 says that um, your eyes saw my, un saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. When God thought of you, he also put a whole big plan together for you. Like that's just how much he believes in what you and him can do together. There is so much life that he has waiting for you and I. And I think most of us have only experienced such a small part of it. And it's not because of him. It's because of us. Because we haven't unwrapped the gift of salvation and torn off the package and ripped open the box and set it all up and started using it. And how we do that is the word of God. How we do that is meditating on it day and night. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Our God is a prosperity God. He is a God of abundance. He is a God of more than enough. And it's beautiful that we can partner with him and enjoy it. It's why he is the way he is. He wants to pour out his blessing. He wants to show you how to walk the way of life, but you need to give him your attention. And one of the best ways to learn God's voice and to know who he is and what he has is to give him your attention. And when you're done reading the word in the morning or in the night, that you're meditating on it all day. So no, we're not. Our face isn't in a book all day. That's not realistic. He understands you have jobs and hobbies and children and marriage and all the things on the go, but bring him into it. Bring the word of God into every area of your life. And I know many of you do this and just be amazed at what he does when you do it his way instead of believing that I'm all on my own and I have to figure this out because that's what stress is. That's what worry is. That's what anxiety is. You want to get out of that in a heartbeat, get your mind off yourself and go, Lord, what's your promise for this situation? Because that's where I'm going to live. That's what I'm going to speak. Even when my mind is screaming at me, I've been there and I say, no, I'm not going to speak what my mind thinks right now. I'm not going to speak my feelings. I'm going to give voice to your word. I'm going to let your word live in my mouth because it's sweeter than honey, Psalms 119 says. And I'm going to give it place and run of my house. So we're called to meditate on it, ponder it, study it, let it um, lead our way. I don't have time to do Psalms 1, but um, I want to encourage you Psalm 119, 
I got up this morning and I just needed to read the whole thing. I just, this burning desire to communicate the word of God and its necessity for our life and how it's for us and how the life and the power in it, it's the longest chapter in the Bible. It's smack dab in the middle and it's all about the word of God. And so I'm giving you homework. It's up to you if you want to do it. But all throughout the week, read through Psalm 119 this week. They're not certain who the author is. It could be David. It could be Daniel. Um, some people think maybe Ezra, Jeremiah. But what's clear is this man has seen prosperity. This man has seen calamity, has had enemies come against him. But I just cried this morning as I saw his love for the word of God through it all. He would talk about being unsure of where to go. He would talk about enemies rising against him and he would say, but I will never forget your word. I, I love your law. It is truth in all things. And he would just keep speaking the word and it's so beautiful. And I pray that as you read it this week, it brings a revelation and a hunger to Lord, Wow, your word. And keep in mind that he wrote this in the Old Covenant. So his language and how he's talking to God, he doesn't have Holy Spirit inside of him. And he even talks about, oh, salvation, like longing for the day of salvation. And yet here you and I are in salvation. And I bet you if people from the Old Covenant could look us in the face and be like, what are you doing? You've got You've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. I had to walk through the wilderness and listen to Moses and, and do my best for God while he was getting a Jesus here. And you've got the whole fulfilled uh, prophecy here. And you can literally, nothing can stop you if you don't let it. Nothing. If you meditate on this word, you get stronger. You get healthier. You, you are able to figure out what's a lie and what's truth. And we need this in our day and age today. We need this desperately, that people would rise up knowing who their God is, knowing how they were made to live, and living not in their own strength, but in daily faith in God. Psalms 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. We have a path. We have a place we're supposed to go, a place to journey with God of purpose and destiny and, and people to reach for his kingdom, to love and, and freedom to bring to those in our life. And so if we can believe for ourselves and get our place to a place of health and abundance and freedom, it allows us to help so many other people and to walk into the gifting and the calling that God has for you. It's clear that we live in a dark world and it's clear that the only light is the word of God. Your word is a light and a lamp. He is light, which means we are never in the darkness when we have him, when we have his word. The next time you're frustrated, the next time you just don't know what to do, remember that the Holy Spirit's job is to bring all things to remembrance that Jesus has said, to teach you all things. And open up that Bible, even if you don't feel like it, even if you're like, I just don't know, try it. Just put your faith in him. Open the word, speak it. Do devotions with your kids. Well, I'm not a pastor, Eden, I don't know. Just do it, just try fumble a little bit. Who cares? You know, it's, it's, our life counts on this. Our children's future counts on us getting over ourselves and giving our whole heart, soul, and mind to Jesus and saying, have your way. 
I don't want to be stupid. I don't want to be someone who doesn't take correction, like we talked about last time, Proverbs 12.1. Those who don't take correction, which means there's going to be things in our life that needs to be corrected, but he is the perfect one to show us who we really are. And when we see who we really are in the word of God, we want to correct. We want to go, whoa, what I thought was so wrong. I'm going to course correct. This is who I really am. And, and the only way we can do that is with him. Everything he calls you to do in his word, you are not alone. He's not asking you to do it in your own strength. He has graced you. The moment you decide to live in faith, to act on a promise, to live out what he says, his grace is there. The moment you make the decision and start stepping and walking in that direction, his grace is there, which is his favor, his ability, and he partners with you. And I don't know how to explain this to you except for you'll know it when you do it. When you go to do it, you'll go, how did I do that? I would never have been able to do that before, but because faith moved, faith made the lies shut up, faith did it even when it didn't make sense and just said, I'm following Jesus. He's the way, he's the truth, he's the life, and I'm not letting anything get in the way. And you'll see the grace of God just take over the situation to the point where you can't even take any credit for it. Even though you had to decide to be in faith, even though you had to decide to forgive that person or decide to stop the strife in your home or to decide to stop gossiping about someone, whatever the decision you made in faith in Christ and then you saw the freedom on the other side, it did take your participation. It did take your choice. But all you can do is say, thank you, Lord, when it's done because you can't take any of the credit because you know it was his power working in you and it took your faith in him and knowing the word to set you free. I have a friend who shared with me the other day, you know, I've only been coming for a couple of years, Eden, but I'm finally reading the Bible. <laughs> so thank you for encouraging us to read the Bible. And, he's, and he said, I'm, I made the commitment to read one verse a day. And you know, um, I love this analogy that Pastor Leon shared with us when he was here, and he said, you know, you don't swallow broccoli, you chew it before you, I don't even know if it'd be possible, you probably, it wouldn't go well if you just tried to swallow your food whole. Science and health tells us, you chew, 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 the better you chew your food, the better the nutrition and the better the life from the good food can give to your bowels and your whole body, and it's the same with the Word of God. Don't worry about how much you read or, or, or trying to get in a whole chapter. Just, I love this person's devotion to one verse a day and meditate on it. Chew on it. Chew on the verse. Talk to God all day. What did you mean by this? And okay, Lord, teach me. I want to do this. I'm putting my faith in this. This is what I'm going to speak over my family. This is what I'm going to speak over my mind. This is what I'm choosing. And you'll be amazed that even in the moments where you start to falter and you let the thoughts and the feelings win, Holy Spirit's there to go, Eden, Eden, remember what you read this morning? Remember what you read yesterday? And you said, this is where you wanna live. You can do it, I'm right here. You choose this, you choose this. He loves you so much that he brings to your remembrance the things you need in the moment you need them, but you gotta take them by faith and tell worry and stress and disease and sickness what the real truth is, amen? And you can do it because God has, said you can because he's with you and because you have every reason by the power of his word to see freedom in every area of your life. Would you bow your heads? God, we just thank you for this word. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you. God, that you are for us and not against us. We thank you, Lord, that you know us so well. God, I pray a revelation would rise up in the hearts and minds of people here today 
to realize that you love them so much that this word, it's got their name all over it. There's precious promises. There is freedom and life to those who meditate on it day and night, that our way would be prosperous, that we would succeed at everything we do because this word is success. This word is provision. This word is life. And as we hide it in our heart, Lord, man, the best is yet to come. I pray and I speak over this church that we would rise up in the word like never before in 2024. God, that we would be equipping ourselves for what you have for us, for our families, and for this church because I know you are calling us into great and big places. Lord, I pray that we all would get a revelation that we can do greater things than Jesus did because he spoke that over us, Lord. And I thank you, God, that we're in this together, that we belong to your family. And Lord, that we're gonna continue to look for those in our life that we can speak of your truth and bring them to church and see this place grow and thrive to a place where Calgary just realizes, man, God must be real. Look what's happening over there, God, and we just thank you for it. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here and you um, want to start a relationship with God, Maybe you thought you did at one point, but you're realizing, man, I didn't really know who Jesus was. I didn't really know the commitment I was making, and I don't think I've really been walking with him. Or maybe you've never prayed this prayer. And the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth, that I need a savior. And I see that that's Jesus, that God loved me so much. He sent Jesus and Jesus died in my place. And I wanna live with him. I wanna live putting my faith in him and see his grace in my life. If that's you, we'd love to pray this prayer with you today, but we don't know who you are. So would you just raise your hands so I know who I'm praying with today? Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So excited for you guys. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you that you love me. I believe that you sent your son, that Jesus died for me. Today, I make him my Lord and Savior. Come fill me. I want your ways. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So good. <laughs> It's so beautiful when you invite God into your life.